there, my friends. Welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I'm your hostess, Coach Debbie, and I am delighted that you are here to spend an hour with me as we talk all about the next chapter of your life, and that just might include writing your book or your blog or your brand or your TED Talk or getting that podcast together. We come to you live on Thursdays here at KKNW in Seattle, Washington. And we offer you an encore show on Fridays in the morning. And you can listen to our show anywhere you like. You just need the app, the 1150KKNW app. You can go to 1150KKNW.com. And find the app there. You can go to your favorite app store and listen anytime you like. We have our very own host page. And we also, thanks to Eric and all his great skills, have a podcast to offer for you from most any of your favorite podcast platforms. So here, like I said, we are working on you being very creative and putting your words out into the world, maybe in the form of a book, maybe in the form of a blog, maybe in the form of a speech. You have at it, whatever it is you want to do. And since I am a writing coach, I would be more than happy to help you get to that goal faster and with the high-quality product that you really want to create. I am offering retreats as well as 30-day, 60-day, and 90-day VIP programs. I am offering three-day VIP programs, offer one-on-one coaching. The one thing I do not offer is I do not ghostwrite your book unless And this is a very big unless, unless you are physically unable to write your legacy story. So, for example, you might know that in 2018, I started working with a special Olympian. And thanks to COVID, yeah, that project got put on hold for a good 2.5 years. But I'm really getting excited that it might be starting up again. So in her case... She wouldn't be able to formulate the book herself. And I actually sort of commissioned myself the minute I saw her talent and I wanted her story out in the world. It's not, it's not the forefront of what I do, but we can certainly have a conversation. If you have a project where you are completely physically unable to produce your book or someone's that you love, We could talk about that. Lately, I've been really helping people a lot with the next chapter of their life. Part of what has inspired me so much to do this is that I find that people want to write a book or they want to write a a series of podcasts. And they say over and over again, well, I'm just not ready to start now. Could we start in the new year? Or could we start next summer? Or could we start... When my kids go off to college, and I'll say, when are your kids going off to college? And they'll say, well, they're eight now. Well, yeah, okay. So the the idea is to get you rolling on that project now. Because if you're talking about it, you're probably pretty excited about it now. So what if we took 30 to 90 days and really got you ready for it? got that soul environment sanctuary going so that you feel confident to write, got you clear on what your mission statement is around that project, got you in the habit of journaling on the daily, because I really, 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 really believe that it helps you get in touch with the voice that will do the writing for your book. That voice is inside of you, but you might not hear from her that often. 
It's the voice that will write your book. If you start journaling, you'll hear from her quite often. You won't get her to stop. And that's what you want. You want that when you're serious about writing a book. So I help you get ready to write the book. I help you write the book. I help you turn that manuscript into a polished first draft so that you are ready to meet your editor or your agent or start working towards self-publishing or a query letter to go with a bigger publisher. If you'd like to learn more, always feel free to reach out to me. My website, I was going to have it completely done by now, but you can still write to me. Website is coachdebbie.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, coachdebbie.com. Just click on connect and send me a little note and tell me what you're up to or what you'd really like to be up to. I want to bring you into our topic for today, which is how to turn your words into riches, how to really be available to receive all the generosity and the riches that you deeply deserve. And you might, you might feel like, oh, no, 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 no. There's 20 million people in the world that deserve it before me. You're going to see your life change radically and change in the way you want it to when you realize you can be included in all that you deserve, in all that you are working for, in all that you are envisioning. So I have about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven ideas that we can work with today, and hopefully we will get to them all. Please feel free to call in if you'd like to have a conversation about how you might turn your words into your riches. We have the phone lines open, and the phone number is one 888 And Eric would be so happy to connect you and I so we can have a conversation right here. I just need to know your first name. We'll have a little conversation, and I'll give you a little free coaching because I would love for you to start turning your words into your riches. Now, let me tell you, there are some people that I started working with way back there in the olden days, and I saw some of their potential at that time and thought, they might make a few bucks out of this. They might, well, they will definitely change the world on some level. I think that usually happens in in most cases for new writers before the riches start to pour in. You start changing the world, and then you start getting paid for that work. But I can think of now several people that have come back to me and shared their story or people that I worked with, and I was just so darn curious, where are they now? And when I Google them, I'm like, oh, goodness, look at her go. And it is very, very obvious that the riches have caught up. In fact, it's possible in many cases that those riches caught up long ago. So I want to share with you some of the stories that I've recently come across, mostly from people that I've had the pleasure to work with. But again, I'd be more than happy to help coach you on whatever place you are in that journey of turning your words into your riches. My guess is you would be more than happy to trade, you know, half a million words for half a million bucks, wouldn't you? I know I've written well over half a million words, well over that. But I didn't get a buck for every word, not yet. But I think I will. In fact, I think I will far surpass that over time. I bet you, actually, if I sat down and got really nitty-gritty about some of the college curriculum I've written and I, I go back further than this business, I bet you I have, 
I have been paid far more than I can think of off the top of my head. But we don't often think that way because we aspire to that lump windfall, that big lump sum, that wild and wonderful number that we're envisioning. I think it's often an influence because we'll we'll read a an article about perhaps a favorite author. Maybe you love to watch the mystery scene and you're curious, you know, what did Agatha Christie receive for all those books? Maybe Stephen King has come out with the greatest flashlight thriller under the cover bestseller and you're finding out that in his you know, first week of pre-launch and and his first New York visit with his book that that he has already grossed over a half a million dollars. And you think, wow, that only took half a week. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> you know it didn't take only half a week. He got the ideas for that book long ago. He got working on that some time ago. He went through writing and editing processes. A lot happened. It's possible that his publisher paid him a hefty bonus to get started on that. Actually, it's not called a bonus. It's called an advance. When you have published as many books and have scared as many people as that guy has, You get an advance for coming up with the next scary and big idea because people like that stuff and they're willing to pay for your beautiful and wonderful words. That's that's how he's done it. But now think about the article. Think about sitting down wondering, how do people make this sort of money? And you read the article that he has grossed half a million, a million, 1.5 million, 2 million in a very short period of time. And your first thought is, I could never do that. I won't be able to do that. Well, I have some stories for you of people that I've worked with who have said, I'll never be able to do that. And I've even had to say back, we might not want to expect that you do exactly that. And now their results are completely blowing me out of the water. I want to tell you about my first trick here. If you are wanting to turn your words into riches and you're willing to trade your words for dollars, because that's how it works, you're going to want to start with this wonderful thing that I call the vision. And it's in your head. It's in your head. You've heard it coined many times as a vision board. But the kind that I really like are theme-based vision board. It's when you don't just sit down and cut out a picture of a $10 million mansion and a Lamborghini and, I don't know, just a beautiful figure and a a handsome stud partner and whatever else you can think of as being the jackpot. Instead, you think of a theme, a really good theme that aligns with you and aligns with some upcoming idea that you really want for your life. Now, for my writers, it's often a book. It's around a book. And so when one does a vision board about that book, they're really focusing on the themes of that book. They're focusing on maybe the environment in which they will write that book. They might even be focusing on the beautiful computer They will manifest so they can pluck out the words onto their hard drive for that book. They're really into the theme. It's really focused on that dream of bringing something into fruition and and not just coasting to it, but actually sort of moving the future 
toward us. Can you envision that? You're standing in today. You're standing in, if you're listening live, you're standing in Thursday. And if you think about having your book done in 52 Thursdays from now, one year from now, but you start doing a vision board that gathers the themes of what you want with that particular book, and you don't add the stud and the Lamborghini and all that other stuff on there. You just focus on the book. That 52 weeks might turn into 36, might turn into 25 weeks. It's like your future starts walking toward you because you have focused in on it. You might even take up some ways of of maneuvering your day so that that future gets closer and closer, like doing some journaling, getting in touch with the voice that you need to hear if you want to write your book, getting in touch with a marketer who will start to develop your platform, getting in touch with, oh, I don't know, a coach, a writing coach, maybe one that you listen to on Thursdays on Story You Talk Radio. Just saying. You do these things. You do what is on your vision board, and your future starts coming closer to you. And those words that you are trading for dollars get into your bank a lot sooner rather than a lot later. Hope this is enticing you. I have more to tell you about this, but right now I need to go to our first break. If you want to talk to me, I'd love to take your call at one 298 5569 We'll be right back. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Alternative Talk 1150. And we're back. Woo! That was quick. We're talking about money. We had to get back real quick. We're, we're trying to move this into your pocket. I know you got lots of great words to share with your audience. And if you believe, and this is a really good idea, to believe that those words are going to move you towards riches, you're going to find that your future starts appearing a little sooner to meet up with you. I want to tell you a little bit about someone that didn't believe that it worked this way. It wasn't easy to work with her at first, simply because I, I really enjoy believing in prosperity and believing in magic and believing in creativity. She was a bit skeptical, but that's okay. We worked together anyway. She had a fairly weighty reality, and this could be you as well. You might be thinking, well, I'd, I'd love to trade a half a million words for a half a million bucks, but when am I going to do that? I mean, come over here and take a look at my life. Well, she felt the same way. So this all started a lot of years ago. Her name's Carrie, and she was in the Denver area. And I was here in Seattle. I was working this really fun job in a career counseling office in a a local college. And she was doing something very similar at her local college. And while I wasn't a counselor, which would have been really cool, I was one of those intake people. I was real young, and I was the, the first person you saw. I would ask you questions, 
if you came into the career counseling office and I would get you set up with the right software or the right person or the right four-year college brochure, whatever you needed. So one day I got a little stumped on a question, and this is back in the day where computers are a little on the new side, you know, they weren't everywhere. They weren't in your hand like an iPhone yet. So I had to do a little research for this one student, and I meet up with Carrie in, in Denver at another college, and she answers my question, and all is well, but we, we struck up this conversation around the, the student's concern and topic, and Carrie and I found out we were both very, both interested in mythology. I was still working on my degree at that time. I hadn't yet started teaching at the college, and Carrie and I s- stayed in touch. Some years later, when it was time for her to write a book, she had her certain skepticisms going on, as most of us do when we start out. We we have a dream, but there, there's always that other part of our brain that says, eh, you shouldn't count on this working out, you know? It's just some wild, fab idea you got going on. So Carrie and I started talking a little bit about her book. Again, I hadn't started Coach Debbie Services. I didn't know yet I'd be helping people write their books, but I was doing a fair amount of writing at the time and in the way of of course curriculum as I was getting ready to become a teacher and student teaching. I was doing a lot of fiction writing and submitting to contests. I was dating a poet who would later be my husband. I was deep in the writing world and and really enjoying these conversations with Carrie. She had ideas for a book. So we would talk about them. We lost track of each other for some time, and then it got easier to track people down due to the invention of the iPhone and Facebook, and all of a sudden... You can you can find anybody. And one day I go looking for Carrie. And what do you know? That book we had been talking about, it was out there. And she was, uh, it looked like, making a killing on it. So just out of the fun practice of checking in with people, I decided to do exactly that. And her book was nowhere near a half a million words, I don't think, most books are unless you're getting into something on the level of a Bible <laughs> or or something that big, you know, something really voluminous. So out of those tens of thousands of words she had committed to paper, turned out she was now in a six-figure income thanks to that book. She was also, at the time of which we spoke, which was pre-pandemic, she was thinking about going completely entrepreneurial thanks to the success of that book and the ideas of it. It was a joy to reconnect with her. Now, I can't, I can't take credit for doing anything more than just standing by her exchanging ideas with her, saying, go carry, go carry. She's not one of my student success stories, but she is a success story. And what I can tell you is several years before I learned about it, I remember her speaking non-success into her future. It did take some years for this to happen for her. But what I want to express to you here is that while she had her skepticism, and while I believe that can create some real switchbacks in your path, she didn't abort the path. She stuck with writing. She stuck with working on it. She would also take breaks from time to time. I think she even told me she had a baby in there at some point. But the point here is that those words were traded over time for riches. 
those riches have led her to thinking of a new way of operating business. And I betcha, I betcha that girl is in, if not getting ready for, a quantum leap. I really need to catch up with her and find out. What I'm trying to say here is, if you don't begin by believing 100% in yourself, that's okay. You're just going to delay those riches. But if you stick with doing the work, and I don't mean knocking yourself out, doing it seven days a week and, and putting in five hours a day and losing your backbone over it and all that. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying if you can commit that I am writing a book, I am going to work on a timeline, you might even want to enlist some mentoring or help to get some structure so you can say, I am working with a mentor. I am receiving good advice. I am bringing my future closer to me because I am willing to trade my words for riches. When you start chanting a little something like that, the switchbacks become fewer and farther between. You, you don't walk a, a linear line toward it, but you get into that nice exponential curve where at one point you might have felt more like the starving artist. But not too far after that, after getting into the writing, getting the mentoring, getting the organization, putting that map down of your book on paper, drafting it out, it starts to happen. The words you committed to paper are a trade for riches. I want to tell you another story. I got lots of stories for you today. First, I'm going to share with you my next point. Well, let's review. Number one was, what was number one? I forgot. Number two was, you don't have to be a deep believer. Oh, number one was creating your vision. <laughs> I knew it was something obvious. Number two, you don't have to be a deep believer when you start, but you want to hang out with people that are. So that might be a coach. It might be your bestie. Maybe your bestie can see that you have a book inside of you. Hang out with that person. All right? Get the vision going. Get around people that believe in it, even if it's hard for you to do it. Here's number three. Now, this is going to sound a little funny, but hang out here with me for a minute, okay? I want you to exercise that honesty is going to be your best policy. I know we hear this over and over again, but this is how I mean it. Let's say that you work in a job where you are responsible for writing a lot of words, and you're not all that fulfilled there. What you want to start doing is get really honest about where you feel your skills as the writer there can really bolster the company. If, if you're writing things that really interest you, that really excite you, you get into that exponential curve I was talking about. Now, this didn't happen to me again directly, but it happened to somebody that I was coaching where she was in a job and she was, she was hired in marketing to do all this writing. Now, the one thing she didn't like about her job were the short kind of sound, bout, sound, sound bites that you have to write. She didn't like that. And that was one of the things she was tasked with a lot. She felt that they were salesy, kind of cheap, everything else. She wanted to be the one to do the project newsletters. She wanted to interview people higher up to help bring in business. I tell you that she was quite the visionary. I got to know her because she had a book in mind, but she also had this day job. And it was an important day job. It was her bread and butter. But she was not happy 
And when you're working with someone like I was, who's not happy, it's hard to come home from work and then get into your book because you've given all your energy to the day job. So what we started working on was how could she promote herself at work still within the context of her job in marketing, writing copy for marketing, but convince the higher-ups that she had a certain skill with interviewing and doing the newsletter that would behoove the company if they paid attention to her skills and doing the small talk soundbite advertisey, salesy, pitchy stuff that just didn't excite her, maybe, maybe, maybe that could be passed on to someone else. Well, the short story is they didn't go for it at first. But the next bit of the story is eventually, because the newsletter and the interviews were a part of her job, and eventually, because she was really, really good at it, they saw it. And it led to quite the promotion. That led to riches in her pocket before we even got deep into her book. Now, thanks to this promotion and thanks to this raise, she's saving some bucks at a rate that she couldn't before. And that led to her taking a leave and paying herself a little sabbatical to get that book written and on the bookshelves. Today, 2022 September, which is about, mm, I, sh- uh, I should know, I should know, I don't know. It's about somewhere between a year and a year and a half of her book going public on Amazon. Uh, she is in the multi six-figure bracket, and it's what she wanted. It started with the words at work. It started with her being really honest about where she felt she could excel. It took a little time for them to notice it. Once they did, it led to a promotion. Once she had that, the riches were coming. Once the riches came, she was able to put in that summer leave. And during that summer leave, the book just flowed out of her. We got that self-published. It's out there. It's making money. It's paying her. Now, what I want to share to you is this started with something any of us can do. She just got honest with where she felt her real writing talent lied. It was in those interviews and that newsy stuff, that newsy letters, those longer formats That's what really excited her. If you can get really honest about what really excites you in writing, you're going to find that it's your interest that really takes hold and helps you leverage those words so they become your riches. I want to read to you something that I saw on James Clear's website. James Clear is the author of Atomic Habits, and I talk about that book quite a book, quite a bit here. Listen to this. I thought this was really good. He said, perhaps your first step, and this may be the most enormous step, is to find out what you are genuinely interested in. Because if you are genuinely, genuinely interested you will discover endless opportunities for improvement. But if you're disinterested, even obvious improvements will feel like a chore. Let me ask you, have you ever felt like writing was a chore? Of course you have. Do you know what that does for your opportunity of riches? It's like just shoving dollars into a drain. James Clear goes on to say this, If you can maintain your genuine interest and curiosity as the years accumulate, you will become hard to compete with 
because you will have skill to go with passion. If you're interested, you have the cutting edge. So there you go, my friends. It, it's not necessarily the big fat degrees that are going to lead you to riches, but they might. It's not necessarily the two-year sabbatical in Fiji that allows you to write that bestseller, but it might. It, it's really a lot about having a vision, really getting interested and clear and honest about what you're willing to do for it, be willing to enlist people to believe in you, even when you don't, and especially when you don't, because someone has to fill in that foundation when you feel like it's, it's really quicksand you're standing on. And it can feel that way at times. It can feel that way a lot of times. These are just some tips to start turning your words into riches. It looks like for most people that are big and have a lot of riches and have bestsellers that they did it overnight. And I can understand why, but you can do it too. So I have a little bit more for you if you're willing to hang in there with me. We'll be right back after this break. Every person with a disability deserves equity in education, employment, and their community. Sherwood Community Services takes pride in serving all people with disabilities and their families since 1957, including in rural areas and non-native English-speaking communities. Sherwood provides service in Snohomish, Skagit, and Island Counties. Sherwood is open for referrals for telehealth and virtual support for children and adults with disabilities. To find out more, visit SherwoodCS.org. Sherwood, believing in abilities. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we're taking a look at how your words can turn into riches. And so often we can be focused outwardly on those that we admire. They've been writing for a long time. They've been paid well over and over again for those contracts that they just keep landing. We don't understand. How is it? How is it that it just looks so easy for them and it's so hard for us? It doesn't have to be so hard for us. We have to get into the game that they're in. We might not know that our famous and favorite authors had to get really honest one day on the job and start to just write those things that they were best at. We didn't know that. We didn't know that that led to some patience they had to exercise before they were finally making a really nice wage and finally able to leave that day job. Maybe we didn't know that there were people we deeply admire who were out there looking for their lucky break. They were doing some sort of job where they felt they had a lot of skill, but they had a book inside of them. And they were just looking for that lucky break of how will I get started with it? And someone came along that really believed in them. And that, that led them into that exponential growth. I have a lot more tips here, and I can tell we're not going to be able to fit them into just this show. So maybe, maybe what we need to do is have two shows on this topic. So I would love for you to go to CoachDebbie.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, coachdebbie.com. Click on connect and let me know, is this topic serving you? And what would you like me to expand on as I do a part two show? I'm finding that often I get a lot of people writing in after the show saying, ooh, this was helpful. 
And now I want to ask such and such. And it will lead to another show. I would love to hear from you. I'd also like to let you know that at CoachDebbie.com, we are undergoing a little scaffolding, you will see. The website is is bringing out some new pages that will make it very easy for you if you want to join membership programs, join the retreats, sign up for a VIP weekend or a month or a three-month time. That is all going to be rolling out very, very soon. But I do want you to know that right now I have offers available anywhere between the $97 for um, two coaching sessions, and this is only available to my listeners on the radio, or we can we can go on up and up and up if you want a luxury retreat, if you want to do one-on-one coaching, if you are interested in some online classes, all of that is available to you. I suggest you start by going to coachdebbie.com, click on connect, and tell me that you would like to receive the newsletter. And that will get you in also on all of the bonuses and the discounts. Once again, it is coachdebbie.com, and Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. Thank you. So let's talk about this one. This is a big one, and this is an important one. We, we think that our words eventually could turn into our riches, But if we want to bring the future of those riches to us even sooner, what you might want to start doing is leveraging your time or your money or your people or your skills so that it's coming closer and closer and closer toward you. For example, there was someone that was willing to do some trades with me when I had a very early business. So she would make all of those beautiful covers and put the words in beautiful script and get things to the printer and print out those poster size flyers and bring them to my workshops. And in exchange, I would coach her for, for her. Now, what was interesting about this is we were both leveraging time to have our needs met. Instead of me figuring out exactly what it was going to cost to pay her to do all this and all of that and how much she was going to do, etc., we just said, hey, I need this, you need that, would you like to do a trade? And that is leveraging your time and your skill with another person so that what you need happens quickly and what they need happens quickly. Leveraging always speeds up time. This is the beautiful thing about it. You have it, and if you give it, you bring your future closer to you. Think about this. Think about, let's say you have scholarship. You have a little scholarship cash and you don't need all of it right now. You can leverage that account and use that scholarship cash in a way that you will receive benefit right now. Not in six months after you take the class, but right now. And those riches will start to come to you right now. And you can fortify that scholarship account again. You just put it right back in there because you have done a little leveraging. Once upon a time, I used to leverage my house. And what I would do is I would rent it out for a very short period of time, sometimes only 10 days at a time. And I would leave and I would go give workshops somewhere else. What this allowed me to do was have someone stay in my home, 
someone that would pay me generously for that. I would leave town. I would make money in a way that I wasn't making money in my town. And that would pay for my whole trip, having that person stay in my home. I was leveraging my home so I could do something positive for business and I could be known to people in a new location and drum up new clients. It worked very well. It's called leveraging. It's something you want to get up close and friendly with. So think about if you want all of those words, those lovely words that you are committing to paper, whether it be your blog or your brand or it's at your job where you're writing copy, perhaps you do interviews, perhaps you produce newsletters, you do press reports. How might you leverage your time and skill so that your future starts getting closer and closer and closer to you and the big riches start rolling in? Something I've seen again and again is that a person on YouTube will have a great idea and it's a big project usually. So they'll start talking about their project on YouTube and they'll sell a little piece of that project to you for a very nominal fee. You know, eight bucks, 15 bucks, 19 bucks, 28 bucks, something like that. But what they're doing is they're helping themselves fund this project that's going to have so much value once it's done. And those words will convert to riches. In the meantime, they're making a little side hustle, a little side money to basically fund their project. Those words early on are turning into riches. Another way that you might think about getting your words to become riches is to get in the flow of generosity and receiving and doing this without keeping any score. Unless, of course, things get wildly out of balance. But how might you be someone who is generous? And how might you be someone who just receives How might you jump into that? For example, when someone like a friend wants to come and be on my radio show and they have a new brand that they are putting out into the world, and I think it will benefit you as a listener, and I know it will benefit them, I will sponsor them. In other words, I will not charge them for that time for the airwaves, I will bring them here. And that is a a generous move. In addition, what it does is it brings me into the cycle of generosity. And so I'm, I'm not surprised, but I am really, really grateful for the very generous things that come my way. And sometimes they come when I just wasn't expecting it. So a little element of surprise, definitely. But when you put yourself in those positions where you can be generous, riches start to come to you, often not from that exact person or that exact company or that same day, often not that, but in some other way. You are in that cycle of generosity. Now, I said I don't want you to keep score, and I really do mean that, but I I do want you to keep your eye on the fact that you don't want to be manipulated. You don't want to be taken advantage of. You don't want to be giving to friend A every single Monday of your life only to find yourself Uh, expectant to continue to always give to friend A every single Monday of your life. That wouldn't work out so well. But you know what I mean. 
when you step in and you decide to be generous because you can and because you want to, you should anticipate that it's some way, some way you will also receive generosity. It's just kind of how it works. When you speak kindly to people, they are so likely to speak kindly to you, unless there's something going on in their little mental health bracket. And in that case, step away or run away. But what we're really talking about here is that your words can turn into your riches far sooner than you think is possible if you're willing to do a few things. Get honest about what you want to write about and really hone in on the things that interest you most. Create a vision board. Get those visions in front of you and make those visions very theme-oriented. Don't try to manifest your whole life on one piece of poster board. Think about the words and the riches and the relationship of that, and how does it look in pictures so you can create that vision board that's going to start to bring your future closer and closer and closer to you. Think about how you might leverage your time, your money, even how you might leverage your talents, even how you might leverage people, people that are greatly skilled in areas you're not, so they can be helping you and you can get on board to help them. If you want to see your words turn into riches, there are ways to start bringing this closer to you and ways for it to move faster. I hope this topic has served you. I think we'll continue to talk about it in our future shows. You can always find me for more support at CoachDebbie.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. And I will meet you right back here next Thursday for more Story You Talk Radio. Take care, my friends, and namaste. Namaste.